0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the air. You see that's many of the reason the juice product out there, traditional juice product out there is just sugar. Fibers are essential. My goal is really empower each consumer to make a better and wiser choice, what kind of impact they have on themselves and others. You feel better, you treat other people with more compassion. In this country, we're blessed with abundant resource. Don't waste
1: them. I'm Sarah Fenske. years ago, Angela Zhang founded a beverage company in St. Louis. Her goal was to combine ancient wisdom with modern innovation and she built on the doctorate of pathology she earned at St. Louis University and the MBA that she got at Washington University to do it. Fulfill Food and Beverages recently notched $1 million in annual sales. You might know its drinks as Karuna, although it's now in the process of rebranding them as Carviva. And joining us now to tell us more about the company's story is Angela Zeng. She is the owner of Fulfill Food and Beverages, LLC. Angela, welcome. Thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate this opportunity
0: just to share my story with the NPR listeners here
1: Yes. Yeah, and we're, I'm excited to hear this story. I understand you worked for several years in the pharmaceutical industry, and then you ended up going down this different path of founding this all-natural <laughs> beverage company. Did you become disillusioned in some ways with the, the pharmaceutical <laughs> industry? Well, that's a great question. Uh, sometimes that's the question I
0: ask myself. I would say, especially during the first year when I started Karuna uh, Bread Now. Under Viva brand. So basically, uh, that's the question I got asked all the time by shoppers, mm-hmm. by industry, you know, folks, friends, and, uh, you know, why? You were in pharmaceutical, you were doing great, you know, and your family, you know, is doing great. Your kids, your little kids need you. You know, why you are taking on such a huge risk, you know, starting your own business? Yeah. Especially I decided not just starting a line of beverage. I built our own factory, <laughs> which is, you know, crazy. Wow enough, right? <laughs> Design the equipments, the layout, because I want to do something different. So for me, at this stage of the life is not about, you know, you 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 come along, many of the, you know, food and beverage entrepreneurs uh, in the industry, the reason they started is, you know, I got this fantastic recipe, you know, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. self developed or from, inherit from my grandma. You know, I just love it so much. And I want to take it to the market. Nothing wrong with that. That's fantastic. What I have done, so basically, when I was in the pharmaceutical, um, what I have seen, I was with the business development and strategic marketing division. And I evaluated thousands of different opportunities. You know, basically, the company was actively uh, looking for acquisition or merger or licensing opportunities so that really allowed me to look into all kinds of different disease categories you know and different treatment methods and i was shocked to see you know even though we have so many treatment new methods or new drugs coming into the pipeline coming into the market the people, you know, people in this country are really getting thicker. If you, I mean, for example, everyone knows uh, diabetes rates, you know, mm-hmm. many of the cardiovascular disease prevalence rate, incident rates just keeps rising. And the most recent testimony is how sick people can get, you know, by infecting COVID. And one of the main factors is the underlying disease, right? Mm-hmm. So, um so I was like asking why. And yeah. fortunately, I had opportunities to work with the beverage company a little bit. I'm person always you know has a very broad range of interests. And I was like, it's a big cost how we make and produce food and drinks. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you name it sugar level highly processed ingredients, uh, for example, food colors, uh, mm-hmm. lots of you know, artificial flavors. Uh, even some of the so-called natural flavors may not be as great as you, know, you would think they, <laughs> they like to be. Yeah. So that's main, you know, the main reason. The other reason is food wasting. When I was looking into how, uh, actually in particular, coke breast juice was produced, I was shocked to find uh, the production yield was uh, still less than 30%. That Hmm. means more than 70%, you know, good, fresh produce got through into the landfill. And because my culture background... That was actually absolutely right. That was actually the main driving force. You know, at home my kids joke about um, the napkin or the paper towel police. <laughs> <women. laughs> because I, I hate to see my kids wasting paper. You know, yeah. to me that's like cutting down trees unnecessary. So And food waste bothered you. It, it in the bothers same way. me a
1: lot. Yeah.
0: Just to see why you want to I mean, if you go to developing country, you mm-hmm. see people suffering from especially this year. Yeah. That you will see and uh, next year. There will be lots of region in the world people have nothing to eat. Yeah. Well, in this country, we're blessed with abundant resources. Don't waste them. Yeah. It's not because we don't we don't know how to do it. It's nobody wanted to do that. That's why I had to basically build my own facility and really just roll out the line. Initially, I thought, you know, gosh, maybe a little bit naive. I'm going to set a little example. Hopefully, you know, one of the large prayer will pay attention, and that's going to change their course. Yeah. Right? Has that happened? Have you have you changed I, the course yeah, of the we, large we players? Did, we did, <laughs> we did uh, get lots of followers in terms of our concept, like prebiotics. Yeah. We're the first beverage maker, roll out prebiotic drinks, and now you see actually prebiotic, Sparkling water. uh, They combine prebiotic with probiotic in, you know, kombucha or in the food, which is great because we need prebiotic in our everyday diet. And I feel like people might
1: not always know what you mean by that. A lot of people know about probiotics these days. What are prebiotics? I'm so glad you asked that question. Uh, because
0: prebiotic, nothing fancy about it. It's just scientific, you know, use this fancy name to define it. Prebiotic is basically a group of insoluble or indigestible fibers. That So basically indigestible means our human cell cannot utilize them. But that doesn't mean it's waste. That was one of the main reasons that fiber was labeled as waste. Mm-hmm. And i like... Wasn't you know like necessary nutrients that was goes back many years ago, and then the industry is like, hooray, we don't need the fibers in our process, the food. We we'll throw them away. You see that's many of the reasons the juice product out there traditional juice product out there is just sugar. yeah, diluted sugar water, maybe with some natural vitamins. That's it. Um, but the fibers are essential, especially prebiotic, because it's
1: the food, it's the feeder for probiotic. Yeah, and so you've kept those fibers in these drinks. So people are getting that. It's so important. Yeah. It is so important. So So how do you you sell the consumer on this is something you need in your drink and also come up with a drink that tastes so good that I'm going to get that prebiotic and the probiotic that I need?
0: Yes. Great question again. You know, it wasn't easy. Yeah. So it was a trial and error. It's just keep trying. So basically, when I first started, it's like, you know, we need to put it on the label, right? But it's like the FDA has lots of regulation. You have to respect why they set those regulations. So study them, understand what you can say, what you cannot cannot say on the label. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mislead consumer. But on the other side, you do want to try to explain what's the health benefits. Yeah. And when I first started, that the first couple of years I did a
1: lot of store sampling myself. You were there watching as people tried it.
0: Yes. For me is I love to be connected with consumers firsthand. Mm-hmm. I like to hear their frustration, why they are happy, what's bothering them, you know, yeah. and then how I can be their pain point solver.
1: And so you figured out, okay, this works for people. Here's how I can get people the nutrition they need. They like this flavor. They like this texture.
0: Exactly, because I'm not making a drink for myself anymore.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Did you have to make a lot of modifications from what you would have chosen to drink yourself versus your yes, average Yes, so American? each formulation,
0: I developed myself, I have to t- tell you, the first one, the detox took me really two years, probably, to just because I use so much mung bean sprouts, so the vegetable taste is very strong. So the first few versions I gave to my friends, a friend circle to try, and then I got like... Wow well, gosh, Angela, you need to put maybe some sugar, maybe some salt, <laughs> some piper. I'm like, oh well, okay, bit I got too it. Much bean sprouts, <laughs> yeah. Not enough sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you listen to that advice. Yeah, I yeah. just you know what I don't use sugar, so I use yeah. monk fruits and I use natural fruits. You know, you just have to mother nature really give us abundance of choices yeah. to play with. And so my goal is really empower each consumer to make a Better and wiser choice for themselves, for their health. Yeah. Not just for their physical health, for their mental health, but also connect again with modern Nature. That's so important.
1: So what's your best seller at this point in in your beverage journey?
0: Yeah, great question again. Depends on the market actually, you know, because we're also out of St. Louis now. You're in like 15 different (laughs) metro areas, is that right? We're in probably more than that now. You know, there there are some states we're still not in like Alaska, you know, we're even in Hawaii. But uh, the thing is uh, like the region I started with, that's, you know, the region I like the most, Louis. So of course, of course. <laughs> of course. I would say the juice is still the strongest seller. So, for example, Detox, Rejuvenate, Joy-D, Joy-D and Aviva are the new ones, mm-hmm. which I'll bring plenty for you, <laughs> uh, and then, but the smoothies are also, you know, depends on. I will say the good thing is we do offer a wide variety of choice for consumer. To me, it's a lifestyle. So my approach, that approach is also different than a typical beverage entrepreneur. Usually they stick with one base and just different flavor. I really want to inspire consumers consumer to think about what they put in their body, what kind of impact they have on themselves and others. Yeah. Right? You feel better. You treat other people with more compassion. And then especially on environment. Yeah. Most people don't think about it,
1: but... That's all part of this. It's part of missing yeah. side of all of. Well, so you're making uh, big inroads. You're in Schnooks, you're in Deerbergs, um more than 15 states, not not 15 metro areas. That's a that's a much bigger um turf there. But yeah, I think everyone in St. Louis at this point would recognize, "Oh, that's Karuna. Now you're changing the name. What brought that about? (laughs) Well, again, uh, it's actually
0: a decision. Both, you know, it's time for us to, you know, have a new look. (laughs) It's almost like I like to play with different, you know, label design. On the other side is trademark. You know, Mm. trademark production is so important in consumer product business. Karuna is a real word, it means compassion. So I cannot, unfortunately, I cannot
1: trademark it. (laughs) Okay. And you want to be trademarked. You're growing enough that that's you. Yes.
0: Yeah. So the first few years, I wasn't so worried because, you know, um, we don't have that kind of presence on the shelf. So, you know, but now it's really time for us to build that kind of protection to protect our babies on the shelf.
1: So Carviva, does that have a meaning or you had to go with a made up word so you could get that trademark? <laughs>
0: You ask me all kinds of great questions. You'll be the expert of
1: finding. <laughs> 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 I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. It is a made-up word. So basically, it's a combination of karuna and viva. So karuna mm. is really from the ancient Indian words. Is one of the foundation of happiness. Without compassion, you will never. Own happiness. Yeah. It's just that simple. Uh, viva, on the other side, is an Italian word. I mean, most people probably have heard of Viva Italy. You know.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> it, it means That's, long life. It has such good associations.
0: Longevity. So compassion leads to long life or com- compassion leads to happiness.
1: Yeah, that's a. I think it's a great word. I'm all for Carviva, so we're gonna start seeing this soon.
0: Yes, in not store. immediately,
1: but the rollout is is happening.
0: Yeah, it depends on the region. Like we just launched at the tops uh, friendly markets in the East Coast, and uh, so they are uh, getting the oh, every bottle in in the new label. Then we're we'll slowly transitioning into into the new. I still have some current you know old labels in my factory i don't want to throw them away so yeah, that makes sense hey you <laughs> it's, the same, waste. It's, it's the yeah. same product you know so yeah
1: yeah so you have topped one million in annual sales. That seems really huge. Where do you go from here?
0: Uh, well,
1: <laughs> I'm lucky enough
0: for the local supports. I have I have basically received you know people like you, you know NPR listeners, and uh, I think I'm very grateful for four of my private investors. Actually, I mean three of my four private investors are from San Louis wow. Region. So just says you know how strong the locals are supporting me. So my, my vision, and now I even have a core management team, so I'm very excited to bring out more people, which you know soon we'll update that on our new website as well, and I have a really strong uh, board of advisors uh, soon. Again, that will be on our new website. Uh, the, the mission is really to build our company, the business, into a food
1: innovation hub. So this won't just be beverages. Uh, You're going to get into food. That's huge. Yes, we have. You know, you kind of wanted to set an example so the big guys would would sit up and take notice. Is your aim, you're ready to be a big guy yourself. Gosh, my gosh, you are so
0: smart. We do want to find strategic partners. Yeah. So the reason we're building everything, we have milestones set um, that we want to achieve. Again, you know, to me, it's not about viewing others as competitors. Mm -hmm. They are my teachers. They're my teachers and also I'm hoping that I can learn good things from them and I can try to, you know, whatever I'm good at, I can try to hopefully convince them to try to to maybe adapt what we can do that's better for consumer, better for environment, that they will also do something similar or help us to do better. So we do have a roadmap uh, we laid out, but again, you know, just to... You have to really carry out each step strategically. For sure. And um, to me, is you know have to really you know walk the walk, right? Yeah.
1: So, Angela, I have one last question for you today. St. Louis has clearly been a good place to start this company. Do you see it as the best place to remain as you're building this company with with the ambitions you have?
0: I do. I think the hub itself should stay here. Uh, I. I don't know, I feel like San Luis is a great region. People don't necessarily see this region as the health conscious region, unfortunately. We're changing, you know, maybe we cannot compare ourselves to Hawaii or some region in California. But on the other side, we got strong local supports, which is, you know, you don't usually get that from many other regions. So the other thing is we got lots of good talents here and I think uh, we also have a good, you know, support in terms of we have the Danforth Plant Sands here, like lots of agriculture activities happening here, and it's in the center of the country. So I love it. I don't have any. I don't have any reason to leave St. Louis. You know, I, I come here. I spent quite a few years in Chicago. I still like St. Louis.
1: Well, that's a, that's a great compliment. You <laughs> like it the best. Yes. Angela Zeng, thank you so much
0: for joining us today. Thank you again. Really appreciate opportunities.
1: This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury and Alex Hoyer with audio engineering by Aaron Dore. The production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show.